Hello, you know, y'all know these things get all tangled up. Right, um, waiting on David to get here and make sure I have good audio. Um, I think we have him coming on board now. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Aha, I think we have him. And it says he's adding, so here he comes. Connecting. Um, and there he goes. <laughs> you know, how about uh, just regular cheese? You add bacon to it. He's ordering food. Oh, 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 okay. I'm sorry, American. No, you're fine. American cheese and yeah, bacon, and then cooked medium. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, do you want to um, do chips or upgrade to fries? Fries is good. I don't want any mayonnaise. It won't be on here. Sure. Okay. So today All right, we're I'll doing lunch and not breakfast. Okay. Let me see. Uh, you got a uh, onion? Sure. I can add onion. Raw, uh, raw, is raw, is it red onion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Raw red onion. Let's okay. Go. I'll get it started. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. Raw red onion. <laughs> uh, you know, I enjoy it. I don't, I'm not kissing anybody, so we're good. Thank God. Praise Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Name. So we got we got we got a heavy topic today, Marla. Yeah, and you know what? I want to jump right I, in. I'm going to um, I'm going to get this book edited this week. I've got to get this book edited this week. I keep putting it off, but I'm hoping this topic right here will inspire me to go I, ahead. And... I think it, I think it will. I mean, masculinity and femininity is a big issue in our community. And when I say community now, I'm talking about the church community, and specifically. Oh, I the thought you were talking about the globe, because yeah, I think it's an issue globally, <laughs> not not just in the in the church. You must, you but, must yeah, be it's right. A big, it's, it's a big deal in the church, but I think the the question I would have, um, and this may be a hard question, is are, is the church leading out or is the church following? Uh, yeah, the, the church is is, is reacting. It's reacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the church is reacting. It's reaction. Uh, for example, uh, I, I fear that there will be a day when we will have someone of some credibility to come up with a biblical reason to justify homosexual relationships. Even if they couch it in the terms of saying that, well, as long you as it's been... You see my face? Yeah, you see yeah, the look yeah. that I have? I know. Okay. I know. But as long <laughs> I mean, you, but they'll couch it in the terms of saying, they'll say something like, you know, as long as it's monogamous and, um, you know, it's this, that, the third, uh, then, you know, then they'll, they'll, they'll throw, throw the old-fashioned, you know, love is love crap in there, and it's going to happen. And um, so, you know, deal with I, it. I have, um, I, I have a colleague that's of a different reformation. Mm-hmm. Um, of a European descendant reformation right. and 
um, their stance is basically that they they um, can be, but they must be abstinent. Abstinent, right. Um, And so, you know, when I asked the question, I said, okay, how did that really work? And there was this loop around the circle that was this non-answer answer. Um, And I said, okay, so let me make sure I understand this. Um, This person maintained their ordination. Mm -hmm. This person was able to function. Mm -hmm. Um, This person worked with children, adults, all of the above. Mm -hmm. But in the context of the, um, I think they had to sign a document even Mm -hmm. to verify or validate that they understood that they were celibate. Now, I'm, okay, so first of all, this person was living with someone who was the same gender, mm-hmm. and um, they're like, oh, we just live in separate parts of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so my question was, so there's no problem? He's like, no, because long as we're asking it, I'm like, so who's the checker for that? Who check? Who, who's the person? that verifies that fact. And they just looked at me like, why are you asking? Because to me, that's what it came across as, is kind of a don't ask, don't tell. Um, And I said all of that to say, is that I'm not really sure um, if I can see how that trail works Mm -hmm. in um, the more conservative um, denominations like our own, I, I would dare say, I want to say we are a conservative denomination, but I think we have over the years become quite lenient um, on a lot of stuff. We're quite lenient. Um, and so I, I think you might be right. I think, I think it's just um, potentially on the table. Because our culture is becoming androgynous. Mm. Mm. That's a, that's, not, that's a whole different problem right there. But that's definitely <laughs> that's definitely the issue. But they're all tied together. Yeah, exactly. They're all tied together. They're all tied together. And I think I think when we start addressing issues of uh, of sexuality and sexual sexual sexualization uh, of the culture, uh, we're going to have to kind of come to some uh, agreements that we, we're not there yet. You know what? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to take this cheese off of here. But um um you know, we're going to come to some conclusions that we're not ready to come to yet. And that those conclusions are going to be very hurtful. Um for whom? Uh for us. We're going to have to we're going to have to be honest with ourselves about about losing political connections, about losing the favor of uh, secular persons. There's going to have to be a reckoning with what it is that we do, what we're about, in order to really, really be faithful to who we're supposed to be. And I just don't think that uh, these folks are ready to make that stance. So do you think, um, do you think that it is an issue of 
Mm. Political loyalty over theological loyalty? It will be. You don't it think it be. is yet? I don't, I, I don't think that's, that's going to be the main motivating factor. I think for some people it is. But I, I think overall, it will be. You know what? I really didn't want to, to, um, to make here. this. Yeah, I really didn't want to go here. But since we're here, um, I, and matter of fact, one of the things I'm going to look up this afternoon is um, there are some things that are changing in, in some of the clinical areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it has been this gradual shift from using the word pastoral to the word spiritual. Yeah. yeah. And um, there's so many undertones that are happening in that context. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is that in, in the area, which is, of course, my area, which is counseling, right. um, with the, the pastoral counseling, um, there used to be this clearly defined separation of church and state. Right. So what is happening now, um, I don't know if you're keeping up with um, American Association of Pastoral Counselors in American um, ACPE, they used to be American Association of Pastoral Education, of Clinical Pastoral Education. Education, yeah. But now they have changed their name to ACPE, the spiritual, the the standard in spiritual care and education. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they still use the acronym, but then they tried to define it more on the spiritual care side. But anyway, those two organizations have joined um, forces because basically they need each other to survive now. Right. Um, because what has happened in, in the counseling profession is that now they're saying that they really want to get away from theologically or pastorally trained counselors and allow the clinical counselors to cover spiritual issues. Now, this also means that they don't have to have any kind of specific training um, in theological issues, but it also means that they are licensed by the state, which washes the separation of church and state with the issue Because then you have a clinician who may be more on the pastoral side. This changes the context in which you interact with people coming in for services because you, you function at the pleasure of the state license versus the theological. Does that make sense? Yes. Your God call has nothing to do with what you do because the state says you can function. So right, and I hope that what I just said makes sense because it makes uh, sense. Well, it makes sense. I know it makes sense to you because you understand this professional trail. Um, but for people that are not in this track, um, I don't know how well that. You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing is, you should say it. You should say it more plainly. Then, which is the basic thing is, if you don't share the values of the state, whatever those values are, right. then they are trying to figure out a way to ostracize you and make you this other. And they well, they, delete. They're, they're trying to delete. Well, yeah, right, 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 right. Delete you. They have to ostracize you first. They got, you they can got still take the first. title, but, but your, your form and function. Exactly. And they're, yeah. putting us in, they're putting us in a position to where we're over here. 
and like you said, to eventually get rid of us. And they're going to have spiritual issues in the hands of people who share the values of the state. What are the values of the state? Or no values. That's right. Or the values of the state are no values. The state has no right. values. Because governments are reflections of someone's agenda, whether it be the voting public's agenda or uh, the leaders. Because some people, some, some folks vote for representatives, some communities vote for leaders. The black community vote for leaders. That's why uh, uh, we can have a black church that's against things like gay marriage and against things like um, abortion. And uh, we vote for people who are for those things. And why can we? Why do we vote for people who are for those things? Because evidently our voting power does not extend to the point that we can have people that represent our values. Why that's, is that? That's, that's our. Why, 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 is the, why is there not one single black Democrat that reflects the values of the churches they go into year after year to get votes from? You mean to tell well, me? Go ahead. I, so historically, um, what a lot of people don't realize is when they first came up with this, ooh, you can control your family growth. Well, where where was one of the first places they went? Hmm. And I, I just think when when we started um, putting down the welcome mat, there's the welcome mat. Yeah. So then, because before then they didn't really care. They as long as we stayed out of their way, they wouldn't really. Right. That's the point. The point is, that's why I said we like leaders. Leaders speak for themselves and tell us to come along. Representatives speak for us. And we send them to speak for us. Two different things. Usually you don't elect, you don't elect leaders. You just follow leaders. People don't get this. Leaders lead and then people follow. That's just how it is. It's not, there's not an election process. It's just how it is. Moses was not elected to go get them out of Egypt. Moses say, hey, y'all, I'm coming to get y'all. We going. Is you coming or is you ain't? The folks, the folks followed. They voted with their feet. They acquiesced to his leadership. When you have a, a voting constituency, they're supposed to be, that's, that's when you have representation. We don't have representation. There is not a single politician that represents our ideas that, 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 claim, that, that claim to be, be from us. And we 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 need, we need to start saying that. that. Claim and, that claim. You, I like the yeah. word stuff. It is, it is what it is. How you got somebody that claim to be what it is you are, but then when it comes to defending the things that you believe in, they will be the most violent, uh, loudest voices against it. We don't have representation. We have we 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 elect folks that say that they are our leaders, and we and and, and we cheer them on. But but are are we picking those leaders based on charisma or are we picking them based on what? Because, it, you know, I'm fascinated with human behavior. I'm fascinated with, like, why we do what we do, why we make the choices we do, why we prioritize the way we do. Um, why? Why are we doing that? Well, because that's what we've always done. 
You've always known <laughs> that's that. That's what we've, I, I mean, such a clear answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is so not what we're supposed to be talking exactly. about. Exactly. Let's get to our topic. We are just so, we're not even on a bird walk. We, we just took like a whole nother interstate. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Masculinity and femininity. Let's get, let's get to it. Okay. So I'm going to start out by going ahead and just probably messing some people up. Mm. So in the B-I-B-L-E, <laughs> you know, it's always a good place to start. Gotta spell out on Facebook. They might throw you off. I, you know what? I think that's what that little pause thing that happens every time when we get started. I, I believe, I believe they they check and make sure we ain't doing nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just a theory I have. But anyway, so in the BIBLE, um, angels are masculine. They're male. Right. I like that. Okay. And the reason why I like that is because, I'm, well, first of all, I'm really fascinated with Ezekiel, mm-hmm. Ezekiel's vision. Cool. And so he gives like this awesome description of the angels. Mm-hmm. Their wings sound like an army. Their wings sound like the voice of the Almighty. They, they're tumultuous. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, I, I know y'all like the little flat, fat, fat little cherubim looking but the angels that Ezekiel describes are awesome they are so awesome go on go on I'm, I'm that I, I think that just stands like they're awesome so they're they are, awesome so the, they are a reflection their power is a reflection of inherent masculinity Right. I'm trying to figure out how to dissect with the wording, because because I feel like there's a hook in what you just said. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not trying to bait you in. Okay. No. Because you know you can do that sometimes. No, I'm not trying to bait you in. I, mean, I, I think that. I think that. For me, I think it very much is a frame. I think okay. it very much is a frame. Because because even when when you get to the what is man that thou art mindful of him, mm-hmm. okay. that is such a masculine statement. Even like like huh, what, what 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 you want what you know it's just I don't know I I'm, I'm very fascinated. Um, because every time you see the angels and you see God's messengers, they are doing something. They are interacting, um, whether spiritually or naturally. Mm-hmm. They are truly God's messengers. Yeah. And they interact um, in a very specific way. So... We, when you start to try to make angels feminine, okay, you kind of um, not even water down, but you you paint over the way they really are defined in the Bible. Okay. Because if you take Ezekiel's, you know, the way Ezekiel describes them, and read 
other places in the Bible where angels are talked about mm -hmm. in that context, it gives you a very different read to see um, what's going on in the spirit realm. Okay. Um, and so that, I think, has to carry over into the way we look at masculinity okay. in, in the human context, even though humanity is, is much more frail. So let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Are you to some extent, to some extent saying that the perfect reflection of God's intention to masculinity is embodied by the angels and not embodied by the man that he created originally you know what see there's that catch i knew you were coming i knew it was coming okay I mean, okay so let me say it this way okay genesis male and female made he them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'm going to say this is this is i'm gonna just put it out there and i'll let you go with it how you want to uh -oh. that that the the genesis creation mm -hmm. is um god's creating something that is in fashioned by his essence mm -hmm. He put life into humanity and definitely there is masculine and feminine because you see that in Adam and Eve. Well, they are made in God's image. Okay. Now, you already know my thought process on that as far as essence versus physical presentation. Right. The, the physical presentation is part of the humanity. Okay. But the essence, the spirit, the soul Mm -hmm. that is imparted into Adam and Eve to give them life and being mm -hmm. is what is in God's image. Okay. And God, because God can't be, God can't be, um, limited okay. to, to our gender definitions. He is the almighty and we refer to him in the masculine because we are in a patriarchal understanding of the text and of culture. Is that why? But I'll let you tell me why. I mean, that's huge. I mean, here's the thing. Because God, that's limiting. Do we limit God to, to as much as we can understand? We do it all the time. But see, the, the problem with that is this. God gets to make the rules for himself. And if God gets to make the rules for himself, if he then refers to himself um, or, or, or equivocates himself with, you know, masculine, uh, masculinity, and he does it because it identifies kind of his power, then it's okay. It's okay. It's really not. It's really not a, an issue. I think the problem we're having in in the culture now is we get offended if someone feels "quote unquote" left out or not represent not represented. The I don't think God is concerned about 
representation. I mean, God is not the God of the affirmative action. The affirmative action God. Yeah, I know, right? But I, 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 I don't know how anyone feels left out. I, I mean, let me not say that. I do. Well, you I died, do you know, see? I do know. I know, right? I do know that people feel left out, but I think that is them dumping some of the social things that they deal with into their theology. They are dumping their issues into their, but that's, what do, we, what do I always say? Theology says more about you than it does about God. Your theology says more about who you are than it does about God. And people need to start realizing that because, um, I mean, half the things we do that are selfish reasons, most of us wouldn't even believe and predestination if we had made so many dumb decisions in life that we need God to <laughs> we need to say it was supposed to be that way right right we, 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 need, we need God to say you know yeah I did this on purpose I did this to you I, I, I made you go smoke all that crack all those years uh, so that I can bring you to this place you are now so we believe in predestination I had to smoke all that crack I had to smoke all that crack had them five babies by, 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 by six different men and everything else to give because Five God. baby by six men. Your math is twisted. No, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> be, 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 because because that's what God wanted me to do. So that theology says more about me than it does about God. You know. I, you I know, I, I, I'm always fascinated though how people they fix their theology. Well. To fix their fix. To fix their stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We we apply God as a band aid as opposed to. Oh boy, we get ready to get some deep here. We uh, we use God as a band aid. He is not a healer. He is not a fixer. He is a band aid. All he does is cover up our cover up our little boo boos, and makes it feel better. Makes us feel better uh, by saying that hey. I did this. See, now that's the feminine. That's that's like making God your nurse. Some well, sometimes God is your nurse. Sometimes, sometimes God is is the one that. But cares I'm just for saying you. that mindset well, okay. that well, you're well. describing well, that's fine. is. I mean, because we do know that in God's um, ability to heal and transform. Right. Yes, in that, but I'm talking about in, in the context that you're speaking of now. Yeah. Is, you know, like we just ring this little bell for God to come, you know. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Right. The, the, the servant God, as opposed to the God that needs to be served. And, 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 and it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you know, we do talk about God like, as if he's a butler, though. I mean, think about it, you know. Well, you know. Butler, nurse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just yeah, all yeah. of that because there's no secret that um, there's no secret what God can do, what He's done for others, He will do for you. You know, because you know he, He's our do boy, God. <laughs> and 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 very rarely do we talk about. I know people don't like this type this type of discussion. Check would be great. Um, <laughs> but 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 we're 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 more invested in how God interacts with us in terms of what he does for us, then we are invested in what we do concerning God. And now part of that, again, it is theological. Why, why is it theological? Because we have a whole genre of theology that is anti-works related, right? It's, 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 we're not about works. So anything that's about works is, 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 is a bad thing. It's a, it's a fleshly thing. You can't work your way to heaven. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What I know, what I do know is you can't work your way to salvation. However, you know, in my theology, I again maybe 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 I'm wrong. Maybe this says something about me. But uh but I believe that getting saved is free, salvation is free. Salvation but living but living saved costs a life. It costs everything. Living saved it come with come with a cost. It is yeah. sacrificial. It is very sacrificial. Exactly. It is sacrificial. It is sacrificial. You cannot, you cannot please God without the concept of sacrifice, and 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 so we have to, we got to stop making God the do the 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 do boy God, and, and make God who He is, and so I'm um, allow God to be who He is. Allow God. Lives. There's a different. There's a word. Allow God. Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you work with that whole allowing thing. I mean, but think about it. That's that's kind of because because until we get past that mindset of what we're going to allow God to do, right. we cannot fully reach surrender. Okay. Okay. Now talk about that. Surrender is not something that is on your terms. And this ain't got nothing to do with masculine and feminine. Level. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And I tried to get us there. No, you didn't. You, you said talk about you said talk about angels. Because they were masculine. <laughs> you said, They're yeah, males. Yeah, right. The angels in the Bible are males with wings and they sound like an army. That's all right, masculine. All right. I'm finna I'm and, get I'm, I'm get us there right now. No, it's you're a, not. Yes, I am. It's a so, difference. Hold on, wait, wait. Okay. Got, we gotta get there, Marvel. Listen. <laughs> it's a okay. difference. It's a difference between men and women. Thank you. They are teaching this homogeneous, generalized sexuality in schools. They're sexualizing our children by making them, you know, decide that they gonna be a man or a female or a trans kid or right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Because what's the what's the um the actress that has her son, the little black boy that she adopted, walking around in a pink tutu? Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, he's probably a teenager now. Last time I saw him, he had on, like, a blonde ponytail wig and a tutu. And he's a, little, he's a little chocolate little black boy. See how we do? I mean, cute as... Well, she's non-brown, and I don't know... I, you know I have some... You know I have some cultural theories that go Thank along you. with that. Thank you so much. This, okay, let me just breathe on that one, because that one's a thing. We'll stick with masculine uh, and feminine before you before you started being racist on me. No, that's not racist. That what, <laughs> it's not racist, but there are some some things that happen um, to black males that don't happen to anybody. Else. You gonna like this? You gonna like this conversation a whole lot better when I get to the car. You gonna like this a whole lot better when I get to the car. <laughs> it's about to turn up. It's about to turn up to a whole other level in a second. So, um, well, I mean, you cut off my whole surrender to God thing, so I was getting ready to preach to you. I know you was about to, you was about to preach, and we were supposed to be talking about masculine, masculine and, feminine. and feminine. Yeah, and, and we, we, I don't know that we've done that. Yet. We have, we have not done that. We have talked about a lot of the um, 
the background concepts that may um, be a portion of that. We ain't talked about masculine and feminine. <laughs> we have not talked about masculine and feminine. First of all, let me ask you this question. Since we're getting on, we're going, we're going to that topic. The first thing is, are masculine things and feminine things, are they social constructs or are there inherent things that are truly masculine and inherent things that are truly feminine? This is yes or no question. Inherent, yes. Yeah. And I'm going to tell agree. you why. I'm going to tell you why. I have my, I, like, I have a whole page of notes that we're probably not going to get to today because somebody wouldn't let us stay on topic. But um, one of them I wrote down was um, about a handkerchief. So when I was coming up, all of the males in my family, my dad, my uncles, they all had a handkerchief, right? Right. So I'm surrounded by males, and they all have a handkerchief. They all kept right. a handkerchief in their pocket. That was just like a thing back in the day, right? Right. Well, so this handkerchief was like this multi-purpose thing, right? Right. You know, they wiped their face with it, wiped mm -hmm. their hands with it, blow their nose with it, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. Okay. And as a child, I was always considered like a tomboy because I was all I've always been active. I like to be outside, I like to be playing, whatever, whatever. So anytime something would come up and there's something on my hands or I scrape my knee or whatever the case may be, here mm -hmm. comes one of those handkerchiefs, right? Because that's what men do. They pull their handkerchief out because it's like a, this is my save the world tool, right? So the girl in me hated the handkerchief because there's like dried snot on it and there's gook from your eyes in it and Ooh, no, I don't want that. I would rather bleed than you to wipe me off and get the scrape on my knee with your handkerchief. Like, the handkerchief was just like this traumatic, nasty thing to me. It was just horribly, like, ugh. You were not a very good tomboy, were you? I think you you were. I, you might want to go ahead and redefine that. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't quite do the tomboy thing. No, no, I was. A, I was. I was a tomboy, but there were certain things that were all bets were off. If oh, I broke good. a fingernail, all bets were off. If I started bleeding, all bets were off. So you really, you you really want a tomboy? You just like to play sports. You just like to go outside. No, 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 no. You just country. No, like. You know nah, you just country. You just country. You know, you, you know what? You know what? No, like I was climbing trees, and like I was mad when right. my said I had to cl stop climbing trees and stuff because I was like all out there. All right, I don't doubt it either. You just country though, Marlon. And so, <laughs> getting get to the inherent thing. You I'm do know you're gonna get a phone call when this is over, right? I imagine. I imagine I might. It'll be all right. Right. You can say it right now. Say it right now. I'm gonna call out the whole city of Memphis to tell you about yourself. Not the whole city. It don't take the whole city. Trust me. They they, they gotta get in line if you're gonna do that. When Memphis has got a lot of things to say. I know, um, right? Yeah. But yeah, so I was a tomboy until certain till I broke my nail or right. I started bleeding and then right. I was done. Right. But but the handkerchief. So uh -huh. as much as I loved being outdoors and all this, even now, mm -hmm. my rule for doing stuff, because I'll go hiking, I'll do all kinds of stuff. Okay. But my rule 
is I can't deal with my hands being dirty. Like I wash my hands. Like you would be like, are you washing your hands again? I can't deal with my hands being dirty. And I've always, that's kind of like always been, there are certain things that have just always been in who I am. So are you saying that being OCD is an inherent feminine trait? No. Oh, okay. You know what? You know what? No, but I'm saying the, the, the reason why I use the handkerchief example is because for my uncles, for the men in my family, mm-hmm. they really did not care that there was other stuff on this handkerchief. Like there's something in, because I, I watch my son even do that. Like he doesn't care this stuff is dirt. Like why did you just think that's dirty? Do you know why? why? Do you know why? That's maleness. No, no, no. Because there is a clean spot somewhere on that handkerchief. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you, my grandfather used to carry handkerchief all the time. I mean, you know, I imagine that to some extent my father used to carry them a lot. You know, then these preachers started getting really, really wild. So I think they were athletes and started carrying towels. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought it was a preacher. Oh, thing. we're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about the towels and the off. We're not gonna talk about the towels. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Don't get but, me started about. But the what towels. we are gonna talk about are the differences between men and women. And masculine and feminine traits, because what I want, what I want to say is this. Here, the big thing is this: the reason you see these women take on masculine characteristics when they decide that they are going to be lesbians, and I said it. I said when they decide that they're going to be lesbians, I said it. Is because they want to deal or identify with the stereotypical nature of manhood. Are you, are you mean there's an authority? No, or... they want to, I mean, I don't know about authority, but they, they, want to, they, want to, they want to be what they stereotypically think men are. Which is what? And evidently, there's a stereotype, Marva, because you Because see that's why it... I say, is it authority? No, it's more than just authority. It's a, it's a way they carry themselves. It's uh, 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 I mean, I know plenty of feminine women that ain't lesbians that, you know, when they get authority, they start acting what they think is authoritative, but they're still very much women. Well, I'm talking about these ladies that decide that they're going to be gay after they had two or three kids and they strike out with every man that they've ever been with or whatever, or they gain an extra 45 or 50 pounds and decide, well, I, I, I like how you make I'm this a building process big, to get you know, there. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, listen, look, look, Marla. The building process you take in the gift there, man. I... Marva, let, let, let's just be real. If someone decides, if someone is gay, right, you meet somebody that's gay, and then you meet them, you find out they got, you know, four children, this was a recent decision. Somewhere in there, this was a recent decision. Well, or, now, I will say this. <laughs> I do know that there are a lot of people um, that switch teams because of hurts in their life. And I don't that's think that's true. That, I don't think that's male or female. I know some men who, because they went through such a horrific situation, um, they just switch. They're like, it's not, just switch teams. Well, hold on. I, um, um, that's, I don't know. Now, just, just to be real for the, for the facts, I don't know a single dude who gave up on women because they had horrible experiences. Now, I'm I, just I telling mean, you what I know dudes that, you know, decide to play women 
and get revenge on women, on all the women for something one woman did or what women do to them. But well, they, but I mean, is that, is that inherent? Teams. Is that inherent? Because what you're saying is there's a, a different response mechanism versus if they already had some kind of tendency to make that decision anyway. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. Now, now we're talking about them, something. <laughs> I was having, just asking. You know, having, having these tendencies and things of that nature, you know, certain identifications, things of that nature, encourage people, I think, to, as you say, switch, switch teams. But uh, I think that the emotional responses of men and women are so very different that on the one hand, it makes sense for you to tell me that there are women who decided to leave men alone totally and start talking to women as a result of it because they were hurt. That makes sense to me. By the same token, if you said it to me about a man, I, uh, my, my first response is, hold on, brother. You did what? Because you got hurt. Man, please. That's my first response to that. Because I don't... I, I don't I, if you're a man, you're a man. You know what? Now, I'm going to... I'm going to side note, and it's still on this track. I said something. Somebody was listening to... Um, I forget what the guy's name is, but he's some singer. And he says in the lyrics of his song that um, that he feels like throwing a fistful of tears. And I said to someone that if that is not a man who likes men, I don't know what is. And they looked at me. They looked at me and said, what? I said, there is no masculine way. Like, John Henry is not going to throw a fistful of tears. A fistful of tears. If you got to throw a fistful of tears, you almost have to be walking on your tippy toes to do that. And, of course, the person looked at me and they were like, you come up with it. I said, think about it. I said, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to some tears at you. I mean, there's no, there's no, Teddy, you can't even say that and sound like you have some authority. You like, sound hard. I'm yeah. throwing tears at you. I mean, there's no yeah. way to do it. <laughs> who, who write, who's writing these R&B songs nowadays? My God. It's no, you've heard this song. I'm trying to think. No, I ain't heard that song. <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to find it and I'm going to send it to you because he's, it's in the song and he's. He's talking about a fistful of tears, and I'm thinking, where is Billy Ocean at when I need him? I mean, <laughs> that's a joke on another level. But anyway, the thing is, Barbara, if you're a man, you're a man. You know, okay. Man, but what makes you? Of course, a man. now in Atlanta, what? I okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm we gonna tell you can't talk at Atlanta. Just listen, just listen, just listen, just listen, Marvin. Just listen. When I lived in Atlanta, I was out somewhere at one of the malls. I don't know if it was Cumberland Mall or, or Lennox or somewhere. And oh, if you uh, were in Lennox, it's, it's a done deal. I, I don't know. But all I know is I heard this dude push this other dude said, I might be gay, but I'm a man. <laughs> and, and, uh, and they were about to scrub, they were about to fight. And that's what he said, you know. So, I might be gay. Well, he didn't use the word gay, but he used the, you know, he used the F word. I'm trying to use it because y'all get sensitive about that. I might be a, but I'm a man. And, 
you know, so evidently he still retained some of his manhood or his manhood, even though he was engaged in these other activities. I I know some of them that can fight. Now that I'm, I mean, I don't know. Did you I, you got in a fight with them? No, no. I'm. Oh, okay. No, I mean that fight like men post up and fight. Like oh, uh, I know some that I, I have seen some scenarios similar to the one you described, where somebody called somebody outside their name and then got dusted. Yeah, by yeah. the person who they thought couldn't dust them. I mean, I've seen some things before, I've too. I've seen it happen. You know, I, I, I work in a prison. There's this one thing. Oh, I know you see some stuff. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Mark. One thing, one thing you don't want to do, man, is, is be the guy who gets caught. Um, this guy, he was in there, and he was acting, I mean, he was acting super hard. I mean, he was acting super hard. And, and he said something to somebody one time. He said, he said you all talk crazy to me. I'm a convict. I'm a convict. Like everybody in the room is not. Okay. Well, it's a difference between it's, 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 it's certain levels of this. So my man had been in the penitentiary and all this, that, and the other. He worked his way down. You know, so one day the convict got caught in the bathroom with the gay Jewish boy. And the convict wasn't so hard no more. The gay Jewish boy messed with a whole bunch of them dudes around there. But he the one that got caught. And so the convict, you know, he still, you know, acted like he was, you know, hard or whatever. But he was much less vocal about it. He was quietly hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was much less Sitting vocal there. about sit it. Up, sit down over there. Go sit down. You know? And I seen hey. it, you know, I seen it, you know, I seen these guys come hide out with the Muslims, you know, some get hide out with the nation of Islam or something, get found out that they this whatever. Like this this one guy, he was at the he was at the prison, he was the nation of Islam. And then uh we had this transsexual that got arrested and was at the prison. This light skinned transsexual. Next thing you know, he was following up behind uh Shem. Like, uh, like it was golden. Now, this brother right here had the finest wife you want to know. I seen his wife come visit him in his visitation, and everything. she was beautiful. But he was following up beside behind Shim, like Shim was the thing. And next thing I know, the nation of Islam, uh, had kicked him out. And I didn't find that out till one Sunday. No, is is that that's a hard rule for them, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. It, 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 yeah. That's a hard rule in the prison period. You get caught, is you got problems. My man was sitting up in service. I, I didn't realize he got kicked out. He was sitting up in my service one day, in my church service, while I was preaching, and I made the I made the slick comment. I said, Man, I been, must be doing some good preaching. I even got the nation of Islam visiting me. And so you know, a few folks started laughing because they knew what was going on and I didn't know. So I saw him in the service. I said, brother, I'm glad you came. Hopefully, you know, you you know, you know, found something that'll help you along the way. I said, I'm not Farrakhan, but hopefully I've said something. He said, oh, no, I, I, I'm i not I'm not with the nation no more, Jab. I'm, I'm, I'm over here. You know, at home, I'm Baptist. I said, oh, okay. And then I found <laughs> out about the other stuff. You know what... <laughs> 
Yeah, we thank we you for that. We're, we're screwing up. This, we're screwing up this masculine feminine talk. We're screwing this thing up. Bad. Thank you for that pep talk. <laughs> Marvin, we just screwed this up bad today. We have taken a wonderful hour and never and really not said nothing at all. Man. We did that thing today. We, we yeah, oh my God. But now, since you brought up since you brought up church in the context of this versus that, I have this actually in my notes too. I know how the black church reaches black men and when i say it you're gonna be like oh oh boy all right go ahead so i can go ahead and sign you already know you just you just hadn't put it in this context Uh oh how do we do it mama feel that choir stand with them little young girls oh yeah oh man absolutely (laughs) absolutely I, i i agree Get them, get them young, seventeen to twenty-five in the choir stand. Yeah. The men will come to church. Now you gotta preach to them when they get there. Keep them interested in something while they're there. You know, let them learn a scripture or two. One or two. But, of them. but, but them, them little young girls in the choir stand, they'll come to church. I, I take the Lord it that will when you were in their heart to be uh-huh. there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. The Lord will lay it on their heart to be there. <laughs> yeah. We have failed dramatically today. We have failed <laughs> dramatically today. I think so. I think we have done a great job at not being on task. Today has been a humongous failure today. I mean, did we even get a scripture? Did we even, I don't even, we, we, I don't think we put out a theological term, a scripture. Not at all. This was terrible. <sighs> <laughs> this, <laughs> this was horrible. <laughs> you should have so, started talking about no angels flapping their wings and all. You should have started talking about angels. You should have started talking about. I'm gonna blame you, Marv. I blame you. I blame Marv. Well, get to the back of the line. <laughs> <laughs> that line is that line is pretty long. Down the street, right? <laughs> Down the street. I feel you, Marv. Yeah. Feel you. That's why I can't let you blame me because mine is wrapped around the corner. So I, I yeah, I mean seriously, you. you know, it's raining. See what Marvin did? <laughs> it's raining. Marvin made God mad and he filled the clouds up with water. <laughs> oh my God, oh, I got a man. lot of power if I can do all of that. But, uh, but real so quick, anyway. Marvin. Uh huh. Real quick, real quick. I I, I saw your um. Your church pictures with uh, you with the church at the Christmas party. Oh yeah, we had a great time. Does, does your church use it? Was that an outreach tool? Or was that was that an in-house tool? I don't know what that means, but we went to play. Did they have Did they have guests, or was it just church folk? No, this was this was us. Okay, hey, this okay. was us, and actually, it was supposed to be. Um. It was supposed to be, I guess, a week and a half ago, but it snowed the Sunday that we were supposed to do it. And so Ugh. we ended up not even having service the Sunday because it like iced and snowed and everything the Sunday we were supposed to oh, do wow. it. So they just moved it. So now when you walked in, it said private party. This was us. Oh, okay. All right. 
yeah, it was, um, it was, I guess, I guess it was the church's gift to the congregation or whatever, because it was free. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we had a, we had a blast. I'm going to say these last two things and I'll, I'll be done for the day. You can say, you can share what you want to share to close it out. Uh, first of the last two things is, oh, I want to say three things. These are all political in nature. I will say something, say more about them later. Okay. First thing I'm going to say is, we have a dollar eighty cent gas in Memphis. So the first thing I want to say is Trump. Dollar <laughs> eighty cent gas in Memphis. I okay. don't care if it is because the Saudis are trying to buy us off to make us not be mad about them killing that guy. The Saudis kill a lot of people. They do. I know three brothers got killed just the other week. What does this have to do with masculine and feminine? Nothing. We're done with that. Nothing. We never started it. What do you mean we're done with it? We never started it. I'm done with that today. We had at least four false starts. At least four. At least four. And then we got to end it. So so that's the first thing. Dollar cents gas. Go Trump. Next thing. Prison reform. It's about hundred to two hundred thousand brothers that's gonna get immediate release almost because of mm. the prison reform. Mm. That crack law, which was written by Joe Biden, promoted by Hillary Clinton, and signed by Bill Clinton, all folks that y'all worship at the altar of, that Clinton crime bill killed us. It did more to destroy black men than Ronald Reagan did. With all Ever. the crack in the world. Ever. Ever. So now nothing. do you think now there's there's a couple of I have a couple of questions and we don't have time for you to unpack them today. But um we'll unpack them one day. In that reform, mm -hmm. um, number one, what that looks like in the South, because I think the South is going to fight that nail and tooth for obvious reasons. And then number two then you have to deal with um, what it looks like for um, these individuals coming back into the culture. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There needs to be some things in place mm -hmm. for that. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Those are the two topics that at some point we'll get to those, maybe once we get past masculinity and femininity. Okay, maybe when we do that. But, but what, I, what I encourage you to do, both of those things are addressed. I, let me address the South thing real quick. They have nothing to do with it. It's been passed through Congress. There was opposition from 14 senators led by Tom Cotton here in Arkansas. And, uh, 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 but he was an outlier. Uh, everything else, pretty copacetic on the, on the bill in general. Um, it's been passed, so nobody can fight it. State prisons, that's a different matter. We talk about federal prisons. Um, that's they, what I was waiting. That's what I, that state was prisons, my, they, yeah. they, they, they need to do their own reforming. Uh, and here's the biggest reason why all prisons will be, all prison systems will be reformed in America pretty soon. The biggest reason is you cannot take, uh, a fifth or a sixth of your population, your working age population, put them behind bars, take them out of production, out of productivity, and then at the same time, pay for them to live for free 
for seven years because of some minuscule crime. Prison reform is going to happen in a large-scale way very, very soon. Uh, they got rid of the, 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 the three-strikes law in terms of life sentences. They got rid of that. That's a beautiful thing, and there's more to say about it. But uh, I want to say this again. Folks, y'all sitting around here crying about this, that, and the third. But again, this is Trump. I know y'all don't like him. No, y'all hate Trump. I get it. Y'all hate him. But ain't nobody else was trying to do prison reform. All right. Last thing enterprise zones, or they call them opportunity zones. If you are a black business owner, there was recently an executive action sign called Opportunity Zones. Google Opportunity Zones. Google Opportunity Zones. Find out what they are. If you are a business owner or an entrepreneur, this is an opportunity for you to get the type of tax breaks and incentives that are going to make you a lot of money if you're a black business owner and a black entrepreneur in certain area codes in the country. So with that in mind, I, 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 that's, that's all I got to say. Uh, I am a masculine male. I am extra masculine. Uh, he's an alpha male. Are he, he talking about extra? He's an alpha male. Man, when you say that, you know, that kind of hurts. I can't, I can't imagine Why? myself being, because I am a member of Omega Sci-Fi. No, I did not. You know what? I know. You know what? I know. Stop it. I know. He's an Omega Sci-Fi, but he knows what I am referring to when I say an alpha male. He is, wow. he is an alpha male. Um, and, and maybe when we get to talking about masculinity and femininity someday, we'll talk about things like the alpha male. <laughs> alpha male, the alphas and betas. Yeah, the alpha male, but because I seem to be more drawn, I seem to be more drawn to alpha males. Because you like, raised by your father. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, and plus you would eat a you would eat, you would eat a beta male up. You as submissive, you you a submissive woman, but if you got a beta male, you would eat that poor boy up. Like he would know what to do. He would lose his mind. But that's a whole different story, Marvel. We'll talk about it. You know what I. I, if I could throw a shoe at you right now, <laughs> I would. Because <laughs> that was that was just so, True. like the whole rest of this oh. last hour. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but um, I will say this: I love chivalry. Um, and I think you're right. I think it's probably because of how I was raised. Um. People used to tease me because I never touched anything because my dad opened every door, everything. I didn't. So that really kind of was very normalized for me. Mm. Um, Good father. Yeah, my, my daddy had his ways, but as far as, as um, treating his child well, treating my children well, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He's a good man. So, so I, I am an advocate for chivalry. Like, I think I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Can I put that on a t-shirt? Yes. I can do that. I advocate for chivalry. 
It won't sell any. You won't sell very many. But it's a cool teacher to have. Or chivalry advocate. That's still got too many syllables. I'm going to do both, maybe. I'll send you a mock-up of both of them. Or and something like, boy, I like men on the front. <laughs> I can't wear and, that. And on the back that says, that opened doors for me. Do you realize? No, I will not wear that. Oh, okay. Do you know how problematic that would be? I guess it, would, it might be. I, Every time I, you start talking, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to help, Mark. I just want—I want you to, uh, you know, get a T-shirt that's going to sell. Merchandising. No, but I'm saying I cannot wear a T-shirt that says on the front of it. What? What did you say? Boy, I like men. Yeah. No, I'm not wearing that. Dot 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 on the back. Dot dot. dot. It doesn't matter if they're dots or Who not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to go. See, you all don't understand. See, David knows what life was like for me in Atlanta. And let me, because let me tell you, I, as quiet as it's kept, there Jesus. are heterosexual men who likes women's in Atlanta. They like women's, women's, women's. <laughs> there are some scraped men in Atlanta. So, the what, three years that we lived in Atlanta? Uh, that three, we that three years. Yeah, three, yeah. So the three years, so David, so he coming, he knows full well that it's some stuff I can't wear on a t-shirt. No, you can't. No, you can't. I like on. men. I wish I would go outdoors with a t-shirt on that said I like men. Oh, no. God, I think I think in Atlanta, I think in Atlanta, I did have a t-shirt that said I like women. <laughs> or, well, but that's different. That's or, so different. Or maybe since I was just one of the few heterosexual guys there, you know, I just had a lot of attention because there, there wouldn't. But there, I mean, there ain't but there ain't but twelve. I mean, but Atlanta, you're it's like thirty to one or something. Oh it, yeah. When when we were there, what was fifteen oh, twenty years ago? God. It oh. was thirty to one. So that was before you counted out the 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 ones that didn't like women's. So. Mm. So I, it's probably 55 to 1 or something now. Oh, my God. I'm trying to tell you. Don't do it, Chuck, because I ain't going nowhere. Don't do it. I'm right here. I ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry. I talked to the truck. Anyway, yeah. so, um, so yeah, so chivalry advocate or I advocate for chivalry. I think chivalry advocate is better. Don't you think so? That might be good. That's right. You could call yourself the, the CA from now on. The CA could be your, your call initials from now on. I am no. the CA. No. Chivalry advocate. No. No? Oh, okay. No. That's not right. Okay, so next week we'll try again, you guys. We're gonna we're gonna um next week we will attempt to discuss masculinity and femininity, which I hope will lead us into um, identity politics. And I hope that it will also lead us into these current agendas about the toxic 
um, there's this thing called toxic masculinity and toxic femininity because how dare you be masculine and how dare you be feminine. Um, so I hope we'll get to those next week. Um, and what else? I think that ties us up for everything that we didn't talk about today. Yeah, but we, we, we yeah, but we supposed to you know, we got to circle it back to the relationships too. Well, if we ever define them, I think I mean because part of the biblically defining them is in the context of relationship. But since we never actually really defined them, we never made it there. Merry Christmas, country. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go into this office right quick. I'm running a little bit late. Yeah. Okay. So, um, everyone have a wonderful Christmas. Yeah. And if David and I can coordinate schedules, we will be on task next week. We will. And um, we'll still be trying to get around to masculinity and femininity. We're gonna get we didn't there. do that today. We didn't do no, that today. Didn't do anything good today. Today was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably great because we covered a lot of stuff. It just wasn't what we were supposed to cover. It just wasn't on topic. That's right. All right. So until right. next week, may the Lord, Lord watch, watch between, between me and thee while, while we are absent, run from another. From another. Deuces. Peace.